Well, you could do it like the last time. Oh, yeah. Our songs you want, these songs you want, our songs you want, our songs you need. Our songs you need, need, need. These takes you want, these takes you want, these takes you want, these takes you want, these takes you need, need. These takes you need. Hey y'all, welcome to the Barbershop Quintet Podcast, assembling a brand new segment where I invite a guest or two and we have picked out an album that we have considered as a classic subjectively, but absolutely no doubt one of our mutual favorites. In order for a symphony to be constructed, some of the most important parts must be accounted for, such as our guests and listeners like you. Therefore, let me thank you for your ongoing support and make sure you subscribe and listen to all of our content, including the OG episodes, the quick five segments, and of course, the symphony, where we drop randomly here and there based on people's availabilities. A couple of housekeeping ordeals. Uh, we'll be spinning the random number gener- generator just as usual to figure out who gets to go first and second. Then we'll be sharing a 30 to 45 second clip of the five songs we have picked, um, discuss them a bit, and then take a deeper dive with a few questions like how does this album rank compared to other albums in said genre and to this artist's, uh, artist's other works and then underrated versus overrated tracks in the final rating. Um, Back to back. No, okay, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, but it, it has big ties to that artist we were just doing. Um, funny thing, uh, this artist right here, he released an album the first week of January of this year, of 2022. And still think it's, in my opinion, still think it holds strong mm-hmm. for album of the year. But we'll see it at the end of the year. We'll see what people says. Um, but... For now, it's still there. He's still making himself relevant. With the guy's it. consistent. The guy's consistent. Uh, maybe one album was a drop-off, but everything else was very consistent um, in terms of just thematic. He just runs with the bit, the bits. And off the record, my guest and I, uh, as you just heard his voice, we were talking about how uh, one of our favorite artists just released an album this weekend as we're recording, uh, Drake. Yeah. Um, and he released an album then this is third in the last two years and people are speculating or drake fans and you know i guess hip-hop nerds are speculating that it's a trilogy because of the titles certified love boy honestly never mind her loss and i'm like the certified love boy part's a reach it is it is a reach it's a reach um but since we're talking about trilogies you have to attest to one of the best trilogies of the last 10 to 15 years. This is the album that we would be talking about is one of the, I guess, our generation artists mm-hmm. and the album that kind of changed what R&B is to this day. Um, it kind of revived it back in a way that we never thought it would revive it to um, before it was just like very like, you know, that had a 90s, 2000s vibe to it. And then all of a sudden it was just that, vibey type of R&B like either people would just like it people get some sort of stimulant from it or they get stimulated from it <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know what I mean and uh, with that being said um, one of our generation's best artists and uh, from coming from Scarborough the weekend uh, we're going to be talking about the trilogy which was released in 2012 
Uh, as a whole, as a whole, right? As a whole, it was 2012. As a whole in 2012, but it was released, in, I believe, in 2009, 2010, if I'm not mistaken. House of Balloons. Oh, yeah, and then just got released into three parts. So the trilogy counts as, um, it includes House of Balloons, Thursday, and then Echoes of Silence. The reason why we did the trilogy is because, first off, that's the only way you could find it as a whole on Spotify. And secondly, um, it's way too easy to pick five great songs from each of those projects mm-hmm. um so just to make it harder and more fun and interesting we decided just to look at this whole compilation of 30 songs two hours and 40 minutes worth of um music um, great music we're not not entirely sure yet but so so far one of the most uh classic in my opinion uh spoiler albums out there and for this generation this new age so before we uh, head on to talk about this album, let me introduce you to my guest. He's been on The Chronic. He's been on The Weekends episode, one of my first few few ones. Oh, we did a football one um, or soccer, sorry, <laughs> whatever. Um, then we also did um, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. We did The Chronic 992. I don't know if I just said that. And then we just recorded Dark Sky Paradise, which was surprise to our minds that uh, we didn't expect what we expected coming out of that going in. Um, so for this album here, uh, it was a treat because we definitely, we, we agreed, we're like, yep, we're definitely gonna do this album for sure. Um, and my guest here, my best friend, uh, my brother, Ali Sukru, he's an old head, he loves this shit. Um, so I'm pretty sure he has plenty of takes. So Ali, take it away. Um, what is uh give us introduce yourself and then give us a, a teaser statement for your top five list today thank you tony um yeah ali sukru if you've been listening you've probably heard me a few times on these podcasts like i say i always appreciate being on these it's a fun time get to shoot the shit and you know talk about our favorite albums so mm-hmm. why not it's mm-hmm. a great time um my top five list um I feel like there's gonna be a lot of songs, not a lot, but I feel like a few of the songs on here are gonna be ones that people might be like, I don't know if that's a favorite. Mm. Like for me it is. So um we'll see. I'll just say that I prefer House of Balloons the most. We'll say that. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your time today. Um appreciate your your honesty <laughs> and your love for the music. So I'm sorry, I was just looking to see what part is of what because sometimes it gets very mixed up in terms of like where it starts and where it ends because there's no like title track. There's no intro, outro, you know what I mean? For you these just know that High for This is the first song. That's it. <laughs> yes, yes, you're all right. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's why I have to go back to the track list just to see what's up there. Man, uh, for me, for the people at home, you already know who I am. Um, I'm Tony. I'm the host of the show. Mm. I mean, it's tough because some of these songs are a bit low-key, more low-key. I'll give you a big teaser right now. One of them is in the echoes of silence portion of it okay and then everything else i, I like just like what you alluded to i'm gonna echo it house of loons and thursday just knocks out of the park okay 
Um, besides that, you will not see another Montreal. I'm not sorry, another. Um, you won't see another Echoes of Science song. So, yeah, from <laughs> on this list, or uh, even near the uh, honorable mentions. To be honest with you, so. Okay. Um, with that being said, before we dive into the album, we're gonna run the random number generator here. Um, as usual, spin it one to twenty-five. Whoever lands the closest gets to go first or second. Um, right now it's saying number ten. Ali, what's your number of choice? Four. Number four. Okay. I will choose. Hmm. I'm gonna be a dick. <laughs> I'm gonna choose number six. Okay, six. The only reason why I'm choosing number six is because it's from six. So all right. Um I'm gonna spin in three, two. <laughs> How do we do this? We spin it again. All right. Um, five. Number five. So we can't choose that one. So we're gonna spin it again. Same number? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so I mean the chances of being six or higher is pretty high. Um uh, high for this. Uh, but um, if you add two and four, you get six. The number is twenty-four. <laughs> well, you just came back from eating sushi and ice cream. <laughs> I think this guy's high or some shit right now. No, no lie. But anyways, we're gonna move on here. Uh, hit Saturn number twenty-four. Um, I'm gonna start off with my number five song. Song's low key a very um. It's not people's, I don't see this as people's favorites when I bring up this trilogy or this sec, this um, portion of the album, House of Balloons. When I mention it, people are like, oh my God, yeah, that's that's so good. I I, I agree with you, da-da-da-da-da. Um, this song is one of my favorites just because, I don't know, it just grew on me and uh, there's a message behind it that okay. you are in, oh, okay. um, you, you know, you have some... I mean, some uh, context to it. So that's okay. why it hits. Um, no pun intended. I just use the word no, uh, the knowing is the number knowing. five. Okay. Yeah. about cheating kind of keep it simple kind of keep it straight right there that's why it's number number five and that's slow it's the very way, slow the way he just enunciates everything it feels like a slow death like it's a dredge it's a you know what i mean it fits like, the title of the song it does and is it not the last track on house of wounds mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure it is oh there's 28 the last track no, it's uh, yeah, 20. Uh, no, the knowing is the last track, I'm pretty sure. I believe so, yeah. I'm looking it up right now. He has a big discography, he does. Uh, the knowing is the last song, yeah. No, 28 is really for me to show. I don't know. Oh, 
Okay, let's go on Wikipedia. There was it. The Knowing was the last track, and they, they reissued it, and then 28 was yeah. became the last track. So we are both, both right yeah, and wrong <laughs> at the same time. Anyways, um, moving on to my fourth track here. Um, this one is the one that I picked up from Echoes of Silence. Okay. Now, it's not because I wanted to pick one from each section of it. Uh, this one is just because the beat is a bit faster. Um, the sound just sounds a bit more newer. You can see from what, how does it go? House of Balloons, Thursday, and, and then, then Echoes of Science. Yeah. After thir after Thursday, between uh, Thursday and Echoes of Science, you can hear the sound has changed dramatically, and like the style is just different, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Even though it's the still the same weekend. It's just different somehow. Um, I, I guess that's why not a lot of people enjoy Echoes of Silence as much. But because... And it's not because I understand what he's saying in the song. It's because I like the diversity of the song. the What he puts into the song and what he what he got out of it in terms of language-wise. Okay. Um, and I'm trilingual, so it helps. Um, it's going to be Montreal as my number four song. Yeah, I mean, there's a French into the switch up for the English. That is what I appreciate with the background of it, too. And it still had that resemblance, like, out of that whole Echoes of Science, it still had the resemblance of Thursday and House of Balloons that I still quite enjoyed, which I it was a bit more of like, okay, like, there's a bit of a, you know, a nostalgia from it, right? Um, and apparently, it's... The French lyrics is from an interpolation of some another song or something like that. Okay. But the translation, so in French, the background that I was just playing from that clip, um, just the intro would go Let tomber les filles, let tomber les filles, un jour c'est toi qu'on laissera. Oui, j'ai pleuré mais ces jours-là, non, je ne pleurerai pas, non, je ne pleurerai pas, means. Uh, leave the girls alone, leave the girls alone, or one day it'll be you they will leave. Mm -hmm. Yes, I cried, but on that day, no, I won't cry. No, I won't cry. That's some sad boy shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's some weekend shit right there. That was him hitting his low points. Yeah, man. And, and and it works. I mean, it works so well. And that's that's one thing that um I appreciate. And also he's from Toronto. So yeah. like that was that was very cool uh touch there. Um Number three here, I mean, number three, three and one arguably is probably one of uh, two of his most biggest songs of this um, project. But for me, um, number two, I enjoyed it better, but these three songs on any given day could be in any order, mm. but they would cement as my top three for sure. Um, number three, 
man, just the lyrics on this gives you so much great symbolism. You can visualize it. Like he's very good at what he's saying on here. Um, and it's uh, number three is Rolling Stone. Okay. Waited too long. Which we'll let that sit for a second. That falsetto that he hits, eerie as hell. The harp on that in the background, the guitar strums, just simple, raw, you know, with the raindrops in the back. And then it's simple, but it's so good. Yeah, right? It sounds raw. It sounds like he, he it sounds it's like a one take. It's a one take. Yeah. But then even, even like at the end of the song, that, the, the effect, the distortion effect he has on that song, like so, that adds another element of like suspense. You know, I mean that darkness, yeah, that darkness, that eerie sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which goes so so well with that thematic of the song. Um, number two here is one of my favorites of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Uh, for an R&B song. Um, for the weekend too, actually. Uh, one of my favorites of all time. Um, this one is wouldn't make it to a, to a, uh, a lot of people's favorites when you talk about this project uh, or the series of projects, but in my opinion, it's one of my favorites. It's like Montreal, um, okay. with the knowing. But this one's uh the part one because part two is trash, in my opinion. Uh, Birds part one is on number two for me. That song hits. That song's like the knowing, but just more powerful with the drums in the back and everything. The pickup, the intensity, crazy song. Um, I don't know. I don't know why he made part two. Part two just had the exact same lyrics, but just interpolated in a different way. Why? You have part two on your list? You just shake my head. Man. <laughs> I can't believe you said part two is trash. <laughs> part one is so. Part one is good, but I love part two as well. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk more. Um, but yeah, that's my my four there, and my last one, top one, my top one, 
this is one of my favorite weekend and R&B songs of all time. And, and, and no doubt, it's most people's favorite weekend songs, uh, arguably speaking. Um, lyrically, again, just like Rolling Stone, just beautiful visuals, just impressive vocals, instrumentations, the darkness. Like, this is what we need from Abel, you know what I mean? And that's what he's given us through and through what he excelled at. Um, it has a very weird, um, not weird, but has a certain tone to this. Um, and some people might call it dark. Some might people call it grimace or cruel. Uh, we call it wicked. It's wicked game. Okay. Let me see you dance. I love to watch you dance. Take you down another level. Get you dancing with the devil. Take a shot of peace. But I'm warning you. I'm on that shit that you can't smell, baby. So put down your perfume. Bring your love, baby. I could bring my shit. Bring the drugs, baby. I could bring my pain. I got my heart right here. Oh, I got my stars right here. Bring the cups, baby. I can bring the joy. Bring your body, baby. I can bring you back. And that's my motherfucking words, too. Hey, so let me motherfucking love you. Remember when I said in the intro, there's songs that people are stimulated by <laughs> and there's songs that people get stimulated on to listen to <laughs> this album came out when i was well 2009 2010 this this house of balloons and thursday came yeah. out right so this was part of that already i went to university in 2011 i was already into the weekend but i wasn't a super fan yet okay. i was into it who comes to Mac during our first year the as a weekend, concert? Right? The weekend. Yes. I went to see him. None of my friends knew who he was, nor like my good friends knew who he was at that time. Nor so I went by myself. Bro, I never done weed. <laughs> I just drank for the first time that first year. Went there, did not understand why people were getting high off the shit. Years later down the line, when I started doing weed, I started listening to this album again. It different. It hits different. <laughs> it hit different then. It hit different now. It hit different. Well, it hit different before. It hit different then. And it hit different now. Past, present, future. Right, and that's one of those songs. I think it's timeless. You, you and I were just singing to it. Yeah, it's one of those songs that low key is a stadium song, but also is one of those like just fucking. You're just you're just doing shit and you're just hot, like mouthing it off as well as you go. It's probably one of his greatest songs. It is. It, it is. It's one of his greatest. Take out, take out, uh, after hours. Take out Don FM. That album. That's that that song right there. Is his best, if not one of his top three or top five best. I agree. But then now we add all this poppy bullshit that came in, that mainstream shit. That's when it makes it a bit harder now. Mm-hmm. 
because it hasn't hit mainstream. And sadly, that never hit mainstream, but that's what I love about this album. It's one of those albums that was an undiscovered SoundCloud gem that was released as a mixtape. And yeah. you're just like, holy fuck. This is goaded. This album is goaded. And I remember hearing the the House of Balloons mixtape. I had a really good friend in university who actually put me on to the weekend. He messaged me one day. He's like, yo, check out this guy. Drake is vouching for him. He's like, he's from Toronto too. No one's heard of him. You just got to listen to him. Yeah. And that was the beginning. Wow. Yeah. So that's my top five list. I know yours is going to be different somehow because there's 30 songs to pick. 30 songs to pick from. So here's your (laughs) device. You can go ahead. All right. Well, so my list is actually quite different than, than yours. Um, and the one thing that that I have to disagree with that you said is the birds part two. Oh, because uh, I'm gonna start with number five. And birds part two, and that's birds part two. <laughs> um, so uh, I really like this track actually. So I'm surprised that you said it was trash. That that kind of threw me off when you said that. But I'm a big fan of this track. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll play the part that I really like. Okay, I'm just getting to it right here. I really like that part right there where it's like picking up a little bit. I know it's a slower song, but I actually really like this, this weekend song a lot. Mm, mm. Um, I can feel the bass going through my hands. I don't know. That's a fat bass. This is the weird thing about, about the weekend's trilogy album. When I listen to it, depending on the mood I'm in, this top five list could change completely. Oh, really? Yeah. Depend, not completely, but it can change quite a bit. Like, Mm. There are certain songs that will always be on this list. Like I, I told you, like my list, the top three will always be in the top five. But the but the the change yeah. in order for the top three would be different. Yeah. So but that was always remain on the top. A big fan of that track. Um, my next favorite track is Twenty Eight. Oh. Um, I really like this track oh. just because this is a track that me and my fiance like to listen to. So okay. Um, shout out to Ashley. Shout out to Ashley. She's in the other room. She's doing her thing um big fan of this track i'll find the part that i really like so i can play it for you guys um and this is this is where he starts to like use kind of the voice manipulation like he changes uh, his voice so i really like that about it kind of picks up and it drops in um so i'm a big fan of the beat i really like his falsetto sound mm. i feel like he's the originator of like a different type of falsetto okay um just a different sound that you're not used to intro 
stuff. So I really like that. So that was number four. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where my list gets a little bit like top three. I can switch these songs around. Um, and I'm surprised this one wasn't on your list. Mm. But this is um, the first band song I ever heard mm. because it is the first song on his House of Balloons mixtape or mm. the trilogy, High for This. Mm. Um, and I just, I just like the starting of it where he's like, you don't know what you're here for. Mm. And like, I literally like was like, that's I true. didn't know. Yeah, that's I didn't true. know what I was in for. Because yeah. like, yeah, like true. who knew how many years later, I'm still a huge Weekend fan. Mm. And we'll get to this question later, but I honestly think The Weekend might be one of those artists that has one of the best discographies of all time. Mm. Of all time. That like he does not miss. Interesting. Okay. Um, so I'll play the part that I really like for this song. Mm-hmm. And it's near the beginning. But you know what you're here for. Close your eyes. Also say this this might be one of the most perfect songs just the Whoa, man hold the up way, the way hold it flows up, hold up. the way it flows That's a hot take. the way it flows and like he has that part where he's like Whoa, the ellie golding part and then at the end he's doing his like little like falsettos and then you're like holy crap like what a way to start mm. an album mm. and like you talking about how when you went to go see him at Mac and people were getting high, you didn't understand. Right here. <laughs> this is it. He's telling you, you want to be high for this. Like, you got to be just to know how this is going to hit. So that for me is like a really, really perfect song, in my opinion. Um, and like I said, the top three can, can mm. change a lot. Mm. My second song that I had, Tony, you had this one on your list too with Wicked Games. Mm. I absolutely love this song. The beat is crazy. The lyrics are great. Just like, I'm not going to play it because there's no need to because we've already been through that one. And then my first one that I picked is very hard for me because I'm a big fan of like almost every song that is on the House of Balloons and Thursday mixtape. Mm-hmm. Echoes of Silence we'll talk about. A bit more. <laughs> um, but um, I really like the song The Zone with Drake. Oh, okay. Um, and the reason I really like this song is because I like Drake's verse a lot, first of all. I just love his... I, I also love The Weeknd's like, falsettos a lot in the background in this song. Mm. And when this mixtape came out, I remember I would go on uh, rainyday.com and I would just put on the rainy day sound and I would play the song at the same time. Mm. So it was like, and it was like, just you hear That's the rain in the background yeah, okay, okay. and it would help me get my studying or like my essays when mm. I was in university and I was writing essays and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to write like an 18 page essay. This is the song I would put on. <laughs> so I, I connect to it in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'll just quickly play a bit of it from Drake's part. Just uh, I like his his verse. But the thing about this song too is it's seven minutes. It's six minutes and fifty eight seconds long, so it's a long track. But um, I just like the way Drake's verse is. So. Well. All these broken hearts on that pole. Man, if pole dances are art, you know what I mean? Fucking artists I know. Got some new bills in the mail. Got some big favors I owe. Got some good things ahead of me when these bad bitches let go. What well, girl, let's go. Walk your broken heart through that dough. Sit your sexy ass on that couch. Wipe that lipstick off of your mouth. I'll take it slow. She in love with my crew. She said make enough so I could try some. I thought taking drugs just ain't too for you. If it's up to me, I'll play the whole Drake first. <laughs> but yeah, it is um, up to you. Um, big fan of, of that song. That's why I put it at number one. Mm. It's this, this. This is a hard list, honestly. When I go through the list, and now after hearing your list as well, it just makes me think. Like while you were playing certain songs, I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. I kind of want to put that on my list too. <laughs> I might want. I might want to switch this one out. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, so it's it's a tough it's a tough choice to make this list, and it, like I said, depending on the mood, the circumstance, mm. I can change this list. Mm. Mm. Before I let you off, make sure you check out the Barbershop Quintet podcast on all streaming platforms. Give us a like, give us a five star review on Apple Pod, and follow us at. BB Shop Quintet Podcast on IG. If you want to be involved as a guest on our panel or have any topics you'd like to discuss about, hit us up on our IG account or email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your fresh inputs and ideas for this pod. Let's be your top five of the day. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. I'll recap my list. And then uh, if you have any thoughts on my list, then you can definitely chime in before I chime in into your list. And we can go into our honorable mentions, okay? Yeah. Um, number five, The Knowing. Number four, Montreal. Number three, Rolling Stone. Number two, The Birds, part one. And number one, Wicked Games. I, I just, I found it interesting that out of both of our lists, the only song we both had was Wicked. Games. It was pretty high on our list too. And it was, yeah, because mine was number two. Mine was number one. one right? All my favorite. So I know that that's one track that a lot of people like, but like you said, it didn't get much love. I feel like it's not that popular of a weekend song. Now, can I ask you a question? Did it hurt him that... He has so many good songs that they take away from each other. It's like it's like an all-star game for the NBA, and you have four or like MVP deciding who's the best player in the league when two of the top five are on the same team and they take votes away from each other. Do you think that's kind of the case here? It's possible. I mean, it's such a the first thing I'll say is first of all, like you have to listen to each mixtape separately. Yeah, like when they it's first, the only way you can so it. when they first came out, right? To understand like the moment you were in, the feeling you have when you listen to these mixtapes at those times. But then he came out with the trilogy, and then when you said we're doing the trilogy, I was down to do it. But at the same time, I'm like this is gonna give me a headache. 
<laughs> because like you said, there are so many songs that are so good on every single one of these mixtapes that they do take away from each other almost. So yeah, I think that might be that might be something that that kind of took away from the Wicked Games song because there were so many other songs that people fell into. <sighs> and if you look at where Wicked Games is, it's in the middle of the CD. Mm. And the thing with his CD is, or with, with the Weekend's trilogy, is his songs are long, right? So we talk again about that album fatigue, yeah, right? So maybe being later in the, in the CD, because the one song that's really long is House of Balloons and Glass Table Girls, which is also but, a great song. But that song has a fucking beat switch. Yeah. And that song becomes two songs inevitably. Yeah. Because of that beat switch. Yeah. And it gets very dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay. other than that, um, your list, like, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of the song Montreal. I do like it. Mm. It's not my, it's, it's not in my top five. But I do like that song, but I can see like the significance of it for you. Mm. So I understand. Like that's why that's why I really like the weekend because like no matter who you ask, their list could be different because I think everyone vibes differently to his music. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And you can you everyone can, has a reason. Exactly. It's not just like oh I like the beat of the song. There's like a story behind why you pick. Yeah. The song that you pick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And then anything else on my other songs? Um, the Birds Part One, Rolling Stone, The Knowing. Um, no, I mean I, I. The Knowing is almost one of those songs that's too slow for me. That's why I didn't mm. put it on there. Mm. Like it's 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 a slow song, but it's a good way to end the album. Mm-hmm. It fits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like Rolling Stone and the Birds Part One, that's just they all go together for me. Like Birds Part One, Rolling Stone, and Birds Part Two, like they all, because they're all like right after each other on the. They are. There's only one song that separates. Yeah. Yeah. So like the fact that they're all together, like they kind of, you can pick any one of those three, and I think it would work. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Um. What's your list again? And I'll put time my. Uh, number five was the Birds Part Two. Number four, twenty eight. Number three, High for This. Number two, Wicked Games, and number one, The Zone. I'm gonna say my thoughts for the zone and high for this for later. Okay. Um, I have some hot takes. Okay. Um, high for this I enjoy, and I, I think do. most people do. But there's another version that I enjoy more than that one. Oh. Um, okay. So that's that's a hot take I'll take. Um, well, I'll tell you why. Um, and then you had twenty eight. Yeah. That was more of the significance of the song that just I like twenty eight though. I like twenty eight though. Like now when you played it, I was like, oh shit, this song too. Fuck. Like when you said like, oh fuck, I should put this song up on my list. Maybe I should like how did I leave that? That that was a song too where I'm like But that's what I mean, right? Like you you you're like, oh I like this song, but then if you don't listen to it for a while, like you kind of forget about it. Yeah. But then when you hear it again, you're like, oh wait. I do like it. Like, yeah. maybe I can put this on there. So. Yeah, exactly. And then you had Birds Part 2. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it. I already said what I need. You said what you need to say. I don't have to say anymore. Um, it's not trash. I was just over being over dramatic. It's it's not my favorite. That's fair. It's not his strongest project either, in my opinion. So, um, we'll move on to honorable mentions. Um, what are yours? All of House of Blues. <laughs> 
<laughs> right there. That whole mixtape. Um, one of the best mixtapes I've ever heard. Jeez. One of. I I think I almost like when this came out, there was no Spotify. Mm. Okay. So I had iTunes and you could see how many plays you had for each song. Mm-hmm. Like you know, at the end of the year on, the, Spotify, on the last column. Yeah, for Spotify at the end of the year, they're like your most played songs on repeat. If that year it would have just been House of Balloons. Like that's it. That's all I listened to. I listened to that when we we went on vacation. I listened to that on a plane. <laughs> I listened to that while, while sun tanning, even though I'm like whiter than white, <laughs> uh, trying to burn on the beach. <laughs> I listened to that on the plane ride home. I listened to that like when I was going to sleep at night, like Solid. at school, Shitter. on the school bus, making dinner, even though I didn't cook then. Shout out to my parents. Thank you for the food. <laughs> <laughs> but like legit, it was like, one album that or mixtape that was always on repeat because mm. it was such a different sound yeah yeah so all of house of is, is uh yeah the honorable mentions okay okay well, i mean if you can cop out and cop out then okay fair, fair. Uh, no um what you need is on there yeah that song's <laughs> slow as shit but man that's wavy as fuck bro um house of balloons that song is just wild. Like transitioning to Glass oh, Table Girls, that song is just wild. I, I still like will be in the kitchen cooking and I'm like, I'm no, no. <laughs> just vibing. Pussy. <laughs> the morning is good. I like the morning too. Um is that the one where he's like, all that money, the money. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See, girl, that's work, girl, girl, See, the thing about this album is like thematics either about cheating, <laughs> doing drugs, or strip club strippers. That's why it's such a different vibe. It is a different vibe, but then you can see like the underlying messages and shit like that. You're like, it's dark. He's a sad fuck boy who is scarred, trying to fill up his. Well, if you actually think of where the weekend came from, he was like on the streets, like broke. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He wasn't. So this is the yeah. life that he knew. Yeah, yeah. This is the life he had. He just so chose to live because that's what he was taught, I guess. Um, and then next, I like next a lot. Yeah, that sounds really good. That sounds really good. If Montreal wasn't there, next would be definitely. And the thing about that is that's on Echoes of Silence. There's a. If you look at it, if you re-listen to Echoes of Silence, there's some gems in there. I think I didn't give it enough of a chance. No, it's not that. It's not just you, though. Even myself. I'd rather, because of how strong House of Balloons and Thursday is, mm-hmm. Echoes of Silence is just an afterthought. And because of how, how later it was released compared to the other two mixtapes. And you're comparing it to the other two. That's yeah. the hard thing. Right? That's the other thing. I had such high expectations. Because like, I remember it came out and I was on that pip trying to download that right away. Like, think about it. Think about it. Part one. Uh, sorry. Um, uh, House of Balloons. You had Ellie Golding. Yeah. And then you go to Thursday. You had Drake. And then what? Third, you have Juicy J. Like you know what I mean? Like I love Juicy J, but like that's kind of that's kind of dropping quality. That 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 does show reflection, you know. Um, 
Well, I'm guessing your order for these three albums, if you had to order, would be House of uh, House of Lunatics. Or they were like, yeah, yeah, it's very easy. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, mine would be Thursday House of Balloons and Echoes of Silence. Oh, you pick Thursday over House. Yeah, fair. Those two can be interchangeable for me. depending on the mood. For yeah, me. yeah. Um, next question here is your No Scrubs track. So TLC. Uh, me a song called No Scrubs. Everyone knows it. You know the message of the song. Uh, if you if you're a waste man, you're gonna get cut. Um, in this album, what's a song that you think that you'd be okay parting ways with, and it would like it wouldn't hurt, or you'd be it'd be better off. I just I don't know if there's any song that I would take out. Even stuff from Echoes of Sun. Yeah, because if you listen to Echoes of the way that the album is set up. If you listen to the trilogy as a whole, it flows perfect. Mm. It's like you can't you can't call it a trilogy if you take out a song. They all flow together very well, and like I don't know. I I look at the list right now. Like I'm looking at it on Spotify, and like I know each song. I can literally sing a part of each song that I'm looking at, mm. and be like, I don't want to take that song out. Mm. Like it's hard for me to say, yeah, I want to take that out sex. Out sex, sorry, I just write out sex. I want to take that out, but um, ah, uh, you know what? When initiation first came out, I wasn't the biggest fan of it because mm. it had like a really eerie sound. It was different for that showtime, baby. Yeah, like it was the distortion of the right? pitch. The distortion of the pitch. But then when you think about it, it fits. It does. It's hard to. It's hard to take out a song, so I couldn't. I couldn't really. I can't really think of any of it that I would take out. What about you? Like maybe there is one that I'm just not. Uh, Echoes of Silence, <laughs> the song itself. I thought you meant the whole mix. No, thing. no, 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 no. <laughs> Echoes of Silence, the song itself. I uh, that song has doesn't have any meaning to me. Sure. It's just there. Um, life of the party. Life of the party. I need to hear it. I'm trying to get a little preview, DJ. Let's speed it up. Oh no, I like this one. Yeah, I like this one. Self-bound. For me, it's, it's that it's that weirdness of it. It just he's sounds trying weird. A he's trying a different It's sound. just weird. It's like. When Don FM came out and the song uh, Gasoline, yeah, I mean, was out. different sounds on there. But he's, he's, six he's, he's trying to branch out. Oh, fuck. I'm good. Um, <laughs> initiation. I, 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 I echoed with that as well, no pun intended. But um, at first, I was like, the song's like, what the fuck? And then on the second lesson, I was like, whoa, what he's doing is fucking weird. And then third listen, you're like, and then the fourth and the fifth, and you're like, holy shit. Whereas producing this song, like it's the most simple, most simple trick. Mm-hmm. But the way they change the pitch, like but yet keep the same tempo, it's wild. It's just wild. It feels like the movie Uncut Gems is just wild. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, my next question here for you. Your most underrated songs? Uh, Loft Music and The Zone. Interesting. Yeah, I, I really like Loft Music. And that used to be one of my favorite weekend songs. 
Now, my question is, why is the zone on there when it has Drake on it? Why do you think it's so underrated? Um, I don't think a lot of people listen to that song. And it just has a different vibe to it. Mm. Um, there's like a drum part in it mm. that sounds really good, that I really like. Mm. Um, and I feel like another one that might be underrated, mm. that people kind of overlooked, which I'm surprised, is Dirty Diana. Like who else? Make. Who else could take a Michael Jackson song and do it that well, mm. and not get recognized for it? Mm. Like people don't really talk about it. Nope. People don't know that he did that. So I would say that that's an underrated track for sure. Um, mine's twenty eight. Yeah, that one works too. Gone. Um, dirty. Uh, Montreal. Yeah, and then Dirty Diana again. Um, in media and in sports, people love talking about who's the next fill in the blank. So and so, yeah. When Michael Jackson died, and The Weeknd came on the scene, everyone's like, his falsetto. Everyone's like, oh shit, mm-hmm. is this the new Michael Jackson? I mean, hence Don F. Uh, uh, no, After Hours with him in his red jacket. Mm-hmm. The whole bit playing on the darkness, the thriller, the you know that whole, the falsetto, like his 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 when you were playing twenty eight, there was a there was a line in there, um, when he started the next verse. Oh, where he says, "Hey there, baby girl," fucking sounds like Michael Jackson. Yeah, he sounds just like even though he says it. That's what I mean. Have you ever heard of the weekend talk before? In like a in in like old videos. Listen to him now. He sounds exactly like Michael Jackson. It's fucking eerie. It's scary, bro. And I'll have to check it out. Like my my hot take is like I tell my housemate this. My hot take is he's this generation's like our generation, like you and I, mm-hmm. not like people from the eighties, seventies, and nineties, like our generation who were born in the nineties. He's our generation's Michael Jackson and uh, Chris Brown's this generation's Usher. And then think about this. Bruno Mars is this generation's James Brown. I mean, yeah, like I don't think those are hot takes at all. I, I can agree with that. The only thing with the weekend is I've never seen him like dance like Michael Jackson. You know, that's the thing. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you something. Off screen, we had this little discussion. Okay. Where I, I said I went to Seattle to see the weekend. Mm-hmm. Don, uh, his Donathan uh yeah, was saying, yeah. When he did some of the songs, bro, he doesn't dance like Michael Jackson, but his cadence. Mm. The way he just not just brings the audience together and captivates them, it's some of his like swag, I would say, his his flair. Okay. Had that Michael Jackson touch to it. If he couldn't dance, if he started doing Yeah, like some movement, some moves, it's, yeah. it's game over. Like he had that. If you combine Chris Brown's dancing with the weekend's vocals, it's game. Then you got Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's game. Right? In my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's game. 
but yeah, he's he is one of the best artists of our generation for sure. And and like you said, Dirty Diana with that song especially, for me, there's not many songs that are one to one covers of each other and does better than its predecessor. Mm-hmm. This is a song that is much better than Michael Jackson's Dirty Diana, in Sorry, my opinion. Fans. Sorry, MG fans. I'm a, I'm a Rest stick. in peace, Michael Jackson. I'm going to stick with that thought, too. I'm going with that. I, I, I brought my housemate onto that, and he was <laughs> like, we did a Thriller album. Yes. And I brought him onto that, and he was like, yo. He dapped me up. He was like, that shit, I cannot stop on replay. Like, I can't stop. I was like, I'm telling you, it's different. He puts a darker vibe yeah. to it. And it works. And it works. Um, but on the flip side, we're going to talk about overrated. So I'll start us off first because I have a tangent going on right now. Okay. Covers that are better than its predecessor, high for this is not one of them, unfortunately. Because you like... Um, I like Ellie Golding. Version, Her right? voice is so soft. But the way she hits that like falsetto is so like eerie. You know what? I think I need to give it more of a listen. No, what you need to do is listen to High for This, this version's production with her voice on top. Mm. Okay. That's yeah, she has a different, right? Her that that is that hits different. That hits That's different. Fair. That hits different. So you're saying high for this is overrated. This version. This version. And then my other overrated song is you're gonna hate this too, <laughs> the zone. Uh, it's Drake. That's why you think it's overrated. You 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 think that'd be better. Ah, and unfortunately, I think Crew Love is a better song. So that's just me. I do like Crew Love. I don't know, man. It's hard. Like when I look at looking at, looking at the list. I don't see many songs on here that I would say are overrated. Mm. I think they're all rated very well, and like people really like different songs of his mm. from these three, mm. like from the trilogy. That it's hard to say mm. one is overrated over another. Mm. I mean, I did, I did feel like a lot of people liked same old song. And next. Oh yeah, and I'm like, eh, I like. At them. first, people like them a lot. I like them, so maybe at first they were overrated, but now I don't see many. It's becoming an afterthought. Mm-hmm. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all! As you heard, sadly, I do not have sponsors, but I do have very amazingly talented friends and apps that I like to share and shamelessly plug in here. The stunning and sleek hand-drawn and hand-painted logo that you've seen, go check my friend Ashley at her IG account at ashley.bydesign. That's A-S-H-E-L-Y dot B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N for your creative and artsy needs. And now for a banger of an intro and outro, check out my musically talented mastermind friend, Dylan, at his IG account at bydylan. That's at B-Y-D-I-L-L-E-N. For all of your music production and beats, two apps y'all need to try out, Canva, 
where I have created some of my social media content and promo from, and GroupPad for the sick West Coast transitions you heard before this plug and right before we get back to the program. Now, go check them out, and we'll be right back. Well, all right, so now we're going to play our new game, Slappers and Coppers. You played this uh i guess this would be your second time mm-hmm. how we how we play this game is that you have three guesses to figure out what's the high stream song on spotify and then three guesses to figure out what's the lowest stream song on spotify from this album so let me bring it up here quickly this is a tough one it is a tough one i honestly think like the highest stream song is Wicked Games. I feel like a lot of people like that song. Do you have a second and a third choice? Uh, second would be high for this. And third, I, I think same old song might be it. Even though a lot of people I think didn't like that version of Silence as much as the other two. So do you remember when I said, when we were talking on are one of our past episodes we did today big okay. sean's a uh, dark sky paradise okay or even uh today we also recorded well this this will be released way after confessions okay. but when we did confessions okay and not you and i but you were a third guest yeah or second guest on the show the album fatigue mm. so i will tell you that i'll tell you this that has a major hand so then, then Echoes of Silence is the least played album, or at least played songs are from there, probably. And I think, I, I think Wicked Games are high for this is the top. So Wicked Games is not number one. Yeah. With 433 million, uh, almost 434. Okay. Number two is The Morning. Oh, wow. With 292 and a half mil. Okay. Number three. It's high for this, yeah. With uh, almost three hundred thirty-seven million. I would say the majority of the top list is from House of Blues. Yes, right? it is. Yeah, and then the second would be. I think. Thursday. I think not only because it's the top portion of that thirty-song album, uh, compilation album, mm-hmm. but it was also his most, arguably his most well-known, and is the one that put them on the scene. Yeah. So, um, my next question you is crappers what's the three shots at the lowest stream songs maybe the fall um fall outside and till dawn because they're right at the end good strategy good strategy but no heaven or las vegas is the least oh, wow. okay um number two least streamed is the fall and number three is very close but it's uh, let me double check here it's initiation wow i'm i'm shocked because i remember when he released initiation like because he was so like unknown right that no one knew what he looked like everything of his was black and white his album covers, he wasn't on. Yeah. Like, no one knew who he was. And when he released released 
he was releasing like a song for each mixtape mm. on YouTube. Mm. And he, even in the songs, he wouldn't mm. show, it was just a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, white. Yeah, yeah. and I remember when Initiation came out, I thought that one had a lot of plays, but maybe no. Because oh. I thought that was one of the songs he used as like a preview for the album. Mm, I see. I see where you're coming from. Right. We'll do a little twist then now. Okay. Because you already know the top song of the three compilations. Yeah. The top songs are already Wicked Games for the first mixtape. Yeah. What's the least? For the, the House of Balloons mixtape? House of Balloons. The least played song on the House of Balloons mixtape? Yep. Um, Go by uh, the theory. That will help down. you. Hmm? Coming down? No. The knowing? The knowing. Yeah. 48 mil. Still alive. <laughs> yeah. Second album. The uh, most and the least. The second album. A second mixtape, sorry. Uh, the most played, I think, is probably The Zone. Yep. With 96. And the least played is Heaven or Las Vegas. Yep, of course. The last song. And then Echoes of Silence. Oof. I think the most played is either Same Old Song or Next. No. Montreal. Dirty Diana. Dirty Diana. That's good. Okay. Because it's the number one song. And the least played is the or either Echoes or yeah, Echoes of Silence or The Fall. It was uh, The Fall. The Fall, okay. Sure. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, well, that was the game. It's interesting to see, right? Like, especially with Dirty Diana, how like it's number one on that third album. Mm-hmm. But then we just talked about how no one seems to listen like, to it. Yeah, maybe we just don't know people that listen to it. Right? So, what majority, yeah, if, if you talk to 100 people who listen to The Weeknd or who are fans of it, like, a good, like, 90 or 85% would didn't mention Dirty Diana, in my opinion. In my opinion, they wouldn't mention many songs from Trilogy. Yeah, even if you say 100 songs, yeah, that's a good point. Even if you say, uh, ask 100 people, do you know the song Dirty Diana? And you you put a card, Michael Jackson or The Weeknd. Oh, yeah. Who sings it? Who sings it? Don't choose Michael Jackson. Yeah. Right? So um, my last two questions for you here is mm-hmm. two-parter. Most uh, controversial. Is this a classic album within his discography? And is it a classic album within... Oh, how do I want to categorize this? I think we're going to go R&B pop. Okay. Uh, yes, this is a classic in his discography. Okay. As is every other album that he has. Okay. Interesting take. Okay. <laughs> Except for Kissland. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm glad you saved that. As far as classic album in R&B, yes. And the reason being is because it's such a different sound. No one has sounded like this. No. When it first came out, yep. you've never heard something like this. That's why there's a huge buzz around him. Yeah. Like he just had such a different sound, such a different style. Even the way he like the stuff he was talking about, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, people talked about drugs and sex and stuff, but the way he he was like it was like dark, sensual, and raunchy all together. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Mm-hmm. 
Like it was almost like that bad boy vibe, right? So girls were like, oh my God, like he's a bad guy. Like I want to know. Yeah, I want to see what he looks like. That mystery, that mystery. Yeah, like that mystery, right? So that's why I think he, it works for him. And like he comes from that background of he, like when one of my favorite weekend songs is Tell Your Friends. And he talks about like Mm -hmm. how he came up and he was on the streets like Mm -hmm. they would rob a person for their jordans and flip it to make money and stuff Mm -hmm. and like so yeah that bad boy thing so it's not just the album itself Mm -hmm. that makes it a classic it's everything that goes along with the Mm -hmm. album the way it was released the way it was so dark and unknown uh the effect that it had on the industry Mm -hmm. and the effect that he's had on other artists Mm -hmm. so yeah i would place it in a classic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm um for me within his discography yes that's no question Mm -hmm. um this is the one that put him on the map to who he is and just like you said it started this mysterious persona right this this um this facade this person that you know no one knew and all of a sudden he of nowhere he just became someone everyone knew and i remember talking to some people back when i first heard of him and they're like they either said they haven't heard of him or they're like that's a band that's a group yeah i'm like no that's one guy i think what i think what one guy i think what they got mixed up for was a vampire weekend (laughs) maybe but yeah because it's called the the weekend right Mm -hmm. like no one calls it the weekend okay but it's crazy though because this album's like, like the shit you that shit that he talks about. What I'm not saying I'm not saying I know this from experience. <laughs> I'm just saying from what people are saying is that this is shit that you would do on a weekend. Ah, uh, okay, fair enough, right? Um, but my 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 second part of the question is it a classic within the R and B pop scene? With your point, I would say yes, but I'm gonna also add another point to it. Okay. As well. There's only so many artists, and I agree. Chris Land, uh, uh, he might have the most perfect album run, mm-hmm. except for Kiss, Kiss Land. Land, right? Yeah. And there's not many people who can, like, execute that. He's got one of the best discographies. Yeah. Um, I will say this. There's not many people on this earth who can make you who can make you feel a certain way without having to be in that state of mind. Mm. Travis is one of them. <laughs> Listen to Astral World. Do you feel like you're in outer space? Yeah. Do you There's feel like you're sound. in another fucking like dimension? Such a great album. Kid Cuddy. Oh, Cuddy can put you on the moon. <laughs> no okay. doubt. The weekend. Yeah. And who else? Right? There's not many. No. There's not many. Think, There's yeah. not many. It's just his sound, the production of his album, and even just the way he like s- says what he says is just you're you're you feel like you you can relate to him. You've done what he's done. You fully understand. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck? This is wrong in all different parts, but you can relate to it. You know what I mean? And yeah. Um, it, it's very wavy. It's very vibey. I think that's why, like you said, like it's a sound that we've never heard before at that time, mm-hmm. and it is a kickstart of like album, like vibes and songs for artists just like SZA and Daniel Caesar and like 
Lucky Dave, Trap Soul, Bryson Tiller's Trap Soul, like another great album. Uh, we should do that one too. <laughs> um, and then like um, Brent Fayez, like all of these like Tory Lanes, even like, like yeah, you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's influenced by the, like those guys are influenced by the weekend, and you can't you can't doubt that because it's a new wave, it's a new sound, right? So that's why I'd say it's a classic on both ends. Last question: Rank this album of hundred compared to the weekend's other works. And as an album as a whole, uh, it, compared to his other albums, I would give it almost a hundred. Like it is almost a perfect, perfect album. Jeez. Well, you look at his discography. Like I said, his discography is amazing. The only other album that that, that would that I wouldn't be able to compare to this for him is Kissland. Yeah. Like After Hours was great. Don yeah. FM is great. Yeah. Starboy was great. Oh. Behind Beauty, behind Beauty Behind the Madness, great. So what's left? My dear Melancholy, which was also good, even Star- though it wasn't really, yeah. it wasn't really like an album because it's only seven songs. And Kissland is only ten songs. People forget that. Yeah, it's not short. a full like album. It's just an EP, right? So if he took Kissland and and My Dear Melancholy, yeah, and he put those together and took the best tracks from them, it's not, and threw out the other ones. He's have he has a perfect discography. Yeah, fair. Right, so that's why it's almost like a hundred percent for me, mm-hmm. um, like a ninety-five. Fair, okay. Uh, for for his discography, for overall, mm-hmm. like in all my albums, I'd put it in my top, like. It's hard because it's trilogy. If it was House of Balloons, it would be a different story. I'll give you... I'll, then we'll switch things up <laughs> after this question then. Okay. As a trilogy, it would fall into my top, like, 30 list. For you? Yeah. If it's 30, <laughs> 30 best albums all time or 30 albums that you would have on your rotation all time? Or both? Uh, 30 albums I would have on rotation all time. Oh, so not the best 30. Maybe not the best, but and, 30... Okay. Best, it would be in top 50 for sure. Okay. For okay. sure. Okay. Um, if we're talking like step by step, like okay. like House of Balloons is yeah. like top twenty, like it is up there. Okay. Thursday, like top thirty. Okay. Echoes of Silence, like top one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's my that's my least favorite of the three. But I would pick Echoes of Silence over Kissing. Yeah, of course, I would. Too. Um, I would too. Yeah. But then when I look at everything else that he's put out, even on features, this guy kills it. Yeah, the Black Panther, like speaking of that, like we're recording, like next week's going to be Black Panther movie. Like I hope he's on a- another song on that because that Kendrick song for Black Panther mm-hmm. 1 was fucking incredible. Yeah. And then you have Earned It. Yeah, that was just Fifty Shades, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, and uh, what's that? Low Life with Future, Some Way with Nav. That's what I mean. Like every song he's on, or Nav with Ty Dolla Sign and Wiz Khalifa. That's that's, that's my favorite. That's my songs. favorite weekend song. That's <laughs> one of the best weekend songs. But the other one that I'm thinking of is the one with the uh, Latin guy. Oh, Maluma. Yeah, with Maluma. Yeah, that that song was uh, number oh, one. Oh, Kawaii, yeah, yeah. That, that one was number one on like, my uh Spotify rap. Even him being able to like sing in a different language, the guy can sing in English, French, Spanish, like yeah, 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 right. Yeah. 
So um, I'll put my hand up and say that Canada has some of the best artists. Ontario has some of the best <laughs> artists. Like, yeah, bring it down do. even a bit more. They do. I mean, their top <laughs> five is pretty stacked. Right? If you talk about today's generation, their top five is pretty stacked. Right? Bieber, like, Drake, The Weeknd. You look at the top 10 Spotify, most stream, the most stream artists in Spotify right now across the world, it's them three. Yeah. And two of them occupied the top five. Drake's not even up there. Drake's like bottom five to 10. It's crazy. It's crazy. So shout out to Drake, though, for putting us onto the weekend. <laughs> I think that, that's, that's part of the reason why I put it, the zone as one of my overrated tracks because he, he snuck himself in there. Like, I was just like, all right. I think it's because the weekend was trying to still get big. Star power. Right? So you put the Drake, you put Drake's name on there. Drake's already on his way to start. Well, so far gone, just got released, right? At that time. Take Care was 2011. I think so far gone was just a bit before House of Balloons, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Also a great mixtape. Yeah, we're not doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, interesting. Interesting take, okay? Uh, for me, so I'm, I'm going to rank it the three portions as well. Because okay. it's in, you have to, right? Like, that's the only way you can do it. Um, House of Balloons, Thursday... And Echoes of Science. Echoes of Science would be like 80 for me. Top 80? No, like 80 out of 100. Oh, okay. Top? If we're talking top 80 for an album overall, in my rotation, probably top 150, okay. top 125. Like, it's it's down there for me. Like, I'd rather have Don FM. I'd rather have all these other albums on mm-hmm. top. And then it, that includes everything else, too, like rock albums, EDM albums, okay. albums, right? Mind you, you listen to every genre. So. I listen to <laughs> a lot. Um, not country. No, um, no one listens to country. If you listen to country... Get off this podcast. Get off this podcast. Um, <laughs> we don't want you. Um, and then... Thursday for me again, like I like I said, it's my favorite of the three. Um, I would rank that a ninety five. So that's uh-huh. like a top like ten. Uh, no, yeah, on my rotation would be a top twenty five, top thirty for me. Mm-hmm. And House of Loons would be a top seventy five. Okay. Um, and that would be like eighty five. But as a project as a whole, compared to like the weekends other albums. Because this one put him on the map, and because this one kickstarted the vibe he had, the persona he had, the character, and what we know Abel as who he is today, I have to give a 95. That's what I mean. Like it's high up. There. You have to. Because everything else, if you look at it, Kiss Line was a flop. Okay. My, uh, my uh, what was it? Uh, Beauty Behind the Madness, My Dear Melancholy. Had songs like The Hills, had song like Acquainted, had songs like um what's uh there's one more big song for my dear melancholy. But those two songs for Call Out My Name. Call Out My Name, yeah. Those three songs had this written all over that still. Yeah, it's he still, never left from it. Right? Until he moved to well even no, even even after hours. I did an after hours with my friend recently. Okay, what about Starboy? 
Start sidewalk. with different sounds. Sidewalk. Party monster. Oh, was sidewalks? Oh, yeah, it was. With Kendrick? Yeah. Party I mean, monster. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm great. Walking around. That's around. a good song, too. Look, look, those songs are fuckboy songs, man. Yeah, but they work for him. They work for him. That's the thing. He never left that. But even then, like, when you listen to... Well, I remember when After Hours came out, because it came out during COVID. Like, we were all locked up, and every, people were dying for something to listen to. After Hours came out, had that dark vibe to it. But then at the same time, he's making it sound like an 80s classic album where you'd go to, like, a high school dance, and you'd see, like... Zach Morris and Kelly Kapowski <laughs> from Saved by the Bell, like standing <laughs> across from each other, being like, Oh, we're gonna dance together. Like, Is this gonna happen? You know, like it's got that that old like 80s vibe, but it works for him. It like does. this is what I mean. He he has such a different like way of music. He can go in any direction and it works. I really think that he could break genres. Yeah, but you know what's funny? After Hours and Dawn FM is part of the two, the first two parts of another trilogy. So he's got another one coming. Which is fucking crazy. Because, I can't wait. Because if you look, so my friend and I dissected After Hours. And After Hours, the first song is After Hours. No. The first song is Alone Again. Alone Again. Yeah. Post, uh, what's her name, Breakup? Uh, uh, Ariana? No. No. Uh, Hadid. Hadid. Yeah. Bella Hadid. Bella Hadid. Yeah. Post breakup. Okay. Alone again. And then that after hours outro until the last song, until I bleed out. Okay. You look at the visuals for that song. My friend said, shout out to Sahil. My friend said, after hours is a better closing until I bleed out. But if you look at the storyline that goes into what Dawn FM is about, Dawn FM is about the afterlife. Mm -hmm. Until I bleed out, you bleed out into the afterlife. But he also has Dawn FM alternate world. Like, this is what I mean. The guy just, he has so many different instruments. The only thing about the alternate world is there's two remixes of two songs. Is that all there is to it? That's all there is. I'm interested to see what the third one is. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? Like, he never left from that, from his roots mm -hmm. of being, of creating sad fuckboy music <laughs> with that, that sounds damaged and pain, and you can get track of all those type of But people. look at how many fans he has because of it. Yeah. It works. People can relate to it. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you <laughs> the specifics of the concert I went to Seattle, bro. He didn't play much of his trilogy stuff. But when he did play them, and when he played songs like Or nah, not only was it nostalgic for me, but I felt wrong too because there were there were families, there yeah. were kids in the concert. Don't bring your kids to a weekend concert. And I was like, wait, hey, they shouldn't be listening to Or not. <laughs> Do you know how dark his stuff can be? Do you know how sexual is? That's stuff nasty. Can be? That's disgusting. <laughs> He's talking about riding girl, uh, girls riding his face. Like, bro, no. Like, she's eight. She shouldn't be listening to that shit. Dad, why are you bringing her here? Like, girl, like, dad, take her home. You know what I mean? Like, but going back to the ranking of the album, compared to other albums, it's near perfect. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's hard to give a perfect mark because everything after that is so close and near to that. It's always like, all right, he's going to go with this other vibe. He's going to go with this other vibe. He's going to go with this other vibe. He's going to go with this other vibe, this other story. But like I went back to it, he goes back to his roots. Mm -hmm. So nothing goes too far away, but because it's so close and so almost that good, I can't give it that high of a score <laughs> nor too low a score compared to other ones because then you're just comparing apples to oranges at that point. Yeah. Right? That's fair. Um, like for me, Don FM is up there for me. Okay. Honestly, you could say any any right. any album of his and I agree with you. Right. Yeah, I can make an argument for any of his albums. You can, if anything, you could make an argument for Kissland. You could. You could. But I'm not going to. <laughs> I just don't come to me for that argument. Um, and then just ending it off here, the the as an album as a whole, I'm gonna give it 95 um, as well. <sighs> come on, that's the essence of a mixtape. That's the essence of releasing something that's unknown, mm -hmm. mysterious, and you're just waiting for it to drop, waiting for the next project to drop. You don't have that nowadays. Everything's marketing this yeah like marketing. this came out of nowhere this came out of right? nowhere no one knew who he was that's what i'm saying it was dark it was mysterious people were like the sound is different like he's talking about things that like you don't normally hear and you feel like is it okay for me to listen <laughs> to this like like it's like a car accident like this sounds bad but i i say this all the time when i find artists and like the weekend is huge now everyone knows who he is even in different countries they know who he is but i say this all the time when i find artists i almost want them to stay underground that people don't know about them i feel that right i feel that because like i feel that that's when they release their best stuff i feel because they're still trying to get noticed once that. they've been noticed don't get me wrong though, the weekend has kept his like his style he hasn't changed his music in a way that like he's diverted from what he started so i'm glad about that but there are certain artists who when they were underground i was huge fans and then they rose to fame and it's like ah, I don't they're complacent. They get complacent. yeah like you made it you don't care anymore now you're just releasing music for the purpose of either your record labels asking for something or you're trying to make a bit more money but you're not doing it to like impress anyone anymore. like here's a perfect example and i hate to get on this guy and i, I kind of want to do his album too um asap rock oh man yeah right asap rock is a big one when now, he was unknown his stuff was great when he was unknown stuff is still decent it's a, it's okay but it's not the same but it and but now it's like every feature that he's on that he's mid everyone's goading it because it's just his name yeah he's still headlining concerts when he hasn't created anything. an album yet, <laughs> Alex, he hasn't done anything in years. No, it's true. I haven't heard like like by himself. By himself, right. he's been featured, but even so, it doesn't matter. When's his last biggest biggest track? Uh, Alex, no, no. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, testing was in 2017, 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, you haven't heard anything from him. It's not like it's not like he's Travis Scott, where he just 
hops on features and releases singles off. No, you don't hear much about him, and I don't think we're going to hear much about him. He's got a kid on the way. He already has a kid. Or is it has it already there? With, She's already there. With Rihanna? Yeah. She's yeah, not so. making music anymore. She's no, a billionaire. They're, they're living life. Let them enjoy. Yeah, let them enjoy. But you know what I mean? Though? But there's artists like that. I was like, bro, like, I'm worried about like JID. Man, don't don't say that. I want him sticking around. He's just getting started. You know, People still don't know JID. Or like uh like 21 Savage. I'm scared. Yeah, well now that he's collaborated on a Drake album. And on NPR Tiny Desk and all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But um, but yeah, so I, I'd rate it a 95. Um that's just uh my rating for that album. But um, let's wrap things up here. Great episode. <laughs> a lot to talk about for <laughs> sure. Um, I think we had more to talk about in this one than the, the, the weekend episode when we did it in the first place. Oh, because yeah. I think App Hours wasn't released yet at that time. So No, I think we were just talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, with that being said, before we go here, can you recap your top five songs from the Weekend's Trilogy, please? Yeah, so number five, The Birds Part 2. Number four, 28. Number three, high for this. Number two, Wicked Games. And number one, the zone. Perfect. Thank you very much. Uh, my top five, bottom up, is The Knowing at five. Montreal at four. Three, Rolling Stone. Two, The Birds Part One. And number one, Wicked Games. Um, before we let you go here, when can, where can the people find you at home, Ali? I say this every time. You can check out my Instagram if you want. Um, Ali Sukru 7. But um, always shout out to the fiance. Yes, now she is a fiance um <laughs> uh great great dot roots on instagram or on tiktok she's just trying to empower a woman to let their gray hair grow um so super proud of her for that you can check out her instagram and she also does designs and stuff uh low plug she did the logo for tony's BB. low plug that's a big plug i much appreciate that that's a lot of work so no i appreciate her i appreciate you guys so thank you for being on the thank show brother um next album we're going to hear you on will be Trey Song's Trey Day. Great album. Or uh, Bryson Tiller's Trap Soul or uh, Black Album. I don't know yet. We'll have to figure it out. So Lots to pick from. Lots to pick from. It's never ending, honestly. No. So, But honestly, thank you for your time today, man. Thank really you. appreciate it. Um, for listeners at home, if you enjoyed this pod or have some thoughts on our list or want to submit your own topics you want us to listen, debate about, or any albums, uh, feel free to follow it. Follow or hit us up at our IG account, BB Shop Quintet Podcast, or email us at BB Shop Quintet Podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can give us a follow up, five star review on all Apple Pod and all streaming platforms, and subscribe to us um, as well. And let's be your top five of the day. Cheers.